All right. Hello, everybody. This is the Pineapple Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Leonard. I know you didn't think we were going to be back with another episode, but we are. And I have a great, great um, person, um, professor, faculty member of the Rosen College on the Pineapple Podcast today. Um, she is um, into the sports realm and the hospitality industry, has a great story that I definitely am excited to learn more about. We have Dr. Jill Felstow. How you doing, Dr. Jill Felstow? How you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for uh, inviting me on, and and I'm looking forward to it. How are Man, you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. And uh, like we were talking prior to starting the recording, I'm gonna just go with Dr. Jill, just so I don't <laughs> I don't mess up uh, anything. But um, thank you again for 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 coming on. So um, I guess we'll go right into you know our our topics. And again, like I said earlier, just kind of getting to know who you are, what you're doing, how you interact with your students, um, what opportunities are there. So one of the first things I, um, I did a little research on you, Dr. Jill. Um, and one of the first things I saw was um, you went to University of North, Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa, yes. Northern Iowa, right? So when did you discover your love for golf and tennis or was it which one came first okay good question and we might as well start from the beginning but yeah. i won't tell you, i won't tell you the year because that okay. might uh, <laughs> uh put too much out there about okay. me but anyway uh you know i was blessed to to be raised uh in uh in a golfing family my parents uh were were big golfers and mm -hmm. Uh, they wanted to stay at the country club as much as possible. And so mm -hmm. instead of hiring a babysitter uh, for us kids, they just brought us out to the the, the golf club. And um, so, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a family or right. to raise kids. And I think it took the club to raise us. So right, um, we they had the support. But, uh, you know, I, I, I had the the opportunity, uh, and I do have some early recollections, but I had a golf club in my hand when I was two years old because wow. of my parents and mm -hmm. uh, putting me in that environment. And I played in my first golf tournament when I was four. So I guess that that would be probably that seed that was planted mm -hmm. back then to 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 be in that environment. It was an environment um, that, that I felt comfortable with. But, yeah. but as a kid, I was always... I was always wanting to be outside and, and, and that is true today as well. Mm. And you know, being uh, born and raised in Iowa, um, you know, I, I was always golfing, uh, walking, walking through the woods. I was um, hiking. I was playing tennis. And in the mm. wintertime in Iowa, it's cold. Right. And, so we uh, moved into the the local college gymnasium and played basketball and mm -hmm. racquetball. And we always had an indoor golf area. We hit against a tarp. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I took up cross-country skiing and, and uh, downhill skiing. So uh, sport, sport has always been a part of me, but golf is where it really all began. And so I know that that uh, you know, is, is really what, what started this conversation about golf, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, that's where it started, but, but it's sport in general. Okay, nice. So, you know, there's, um, so since you know about golf, I, I follow golf a little bit. 
Um, yeah. So you know the video with Tiger Woods and his dad when he's a when yes. you're you're the first one because you had yours at two years old. I think he <laughs> was on that show <laughs> yeah. around like four years old or so. Right, right. Well, I have uh, uh, stories that have been passed uh, down to me uh, that when I was four and I played in that that one uh, tournament uh, mm. at age four and and I actually won it. Uh, I have a little trophy to, to, to showcase, but it was a 120 yard hole and my score was 146 strokes. And, wow. uh, and the story is, is that halfway through that 120 yard journey, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, the playground set and, and I went and had a, a break and, and started swinging on the swing set. But my parents, I guess early on told me whatever I start, I need to finish. And so yeah. they every whiff and I don't know how many hours it took for me to complete 120 yards yeah. but I did and it was 146 strokes they counted every whiff and every wow. every attempt and every putt when I finally got it in the hole yeah, so, wow that's so cool yeah and I've got the little trophy uh, <laughs> nice. yep yep nice. and my dad started the peewee uh golf turn uh tournaments out there mm-hmm. and um you know he was just all into junior golf and wanting all of us to to learn not only the game, but um, share the passion that that he and mom had. But um, I think that there's probably more to it because, you know, as as golf and other sports are, there's there's so much more than just the sport. Yeah. It, it teaches us a lot of skills that we may not know it's it's uh, growing inside of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, during it, but I think in the later years, I think you look back and realize that 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 probably had some influence on yeah. uh, who I am today. So yeah, I mean, I I've played a few. I'm you know <laughs> I'm not a Hall of Famer or anything. We're gonna get into that later, Dr. Yep. Jill. But um, I know that it's a pay, you have to be very patient. Yes. Um, you know, with the game and um, you know, it takes you just can't go out there and think you're gonna start whacking the ball all over the right. place. There's certain dips and you know uh, bunkers and things like that that it'll teach you how to play the game the right way and every yeah. day is different I mean you can shoot you know under par and have a great uh score and then the next day it, it yeah. seems like it can't go straight so yeah. um but yeah to your point of those life lessons for sure so so I guess I want to kind of go back to because students will be listening um sure. you know we have some new faculty here probably uh you probably okay. haven't had the opportunity to 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 hear your story so what was the process like when were you always going to go to northern Iowa was that just there or you know what was the steps in the process what were your what was your mindset embarking into your college um your college degree as a as an undergraduate student well great question and and then again it 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 uh it goes into family Mm -hmm. and uh all the women in my my family my mom and both my grandmothers went to the university of northern iowa mm-hmm. and at that time it was the iowa state teachers college and so okay. um the uni the university of northern iowa as it as it ended up to be and still is today mm-hmm. um that was a pathway that that uh, the women in my family went the men went to luther college which uh, uh my dad my my brother ended up uh, there mm-hmm. my uh, uncles and great uncles and and uh, even my grandmother was uh, the secretary to the president of wow. uh, of Luther College. So it, it was a pathway that I think probably was uh, uh, created, but uh, certainly um, 
I had an opportunity to go other places. I, I went on some uh, recruiting visits and uh, Northern Iowa seemed to be the, the, the destination. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I had an opportunity early on with golf. Um, I had a successful high school uh, career and, and I, I didn't do it alone. Mm -hmm. I had a supportive coach. I had a supportive family of supportive uh, teammates. We, we pushed each other. We wanted to be together. We were always out on the golf course and uh, summers were, were meant for, for golf tournaments and improving. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to Northern Iowa, uh, the, um, I heard years later that the coach had actually received a, uh, a letter from my grandmother and uh, sharing that the women in the family went to Northern Iowa and could yeah. you take a special yeah. look at, at my granddaughter? Okay, and nice. so it, it really that, you know, it just was meant to be. And, and I really am all about relationships and mm -hmm. anybody who knows me knows that, mm -hmm. that, uh, and I've always been, I guess, uh, classified as never knowing a stranger. So I truly believe that all of those relationships and pathways were, were opened up and destined for me. But when I decided to pursue Northern Iowa, um, it uh, it just felt like home, and and I was carrying on the tradition and the torch mm -hmm. uh, of the family, and uh, and I'm glad I chose that pathway. Nice. So, I guess my next question for when did you? Well, I, I maybe I'll come back to that one. So, I guess my the question I, I want to know is. If you could go back and give yourself, your younger self, some advice in college and, you know, with the with the wealth of knowledge that you have and the experiences that you, you know, you've picked up along the way, what would some of that be now? Like if you could tell if you could tell your younger self, um, a young Dr. Jill in the making, you know, what yeah. what life is going to bring you? I, I think that. uh when I look back, I look at the mentors that were a part of my journey, and mm -hmm. I I truly believe they helped frame who I was and who I have become. And so I would share with young people today, and I and I often do those that want to listen mm -hmm. uh, and and seek out. And I and I truly believe that, and I say that tongue in cheek because I believe that everybody has uh, challenges. Mm -hmm. And everybody has goals and we don't really know what's around that next corner. And if, if they would just get out there and test the waters in areas of interest, because it truly is, what is your passion? What can you, what environment can you see yourself in? Mm -hmm. I think that that's the, uh, that would be the advice that I would give because, uh, you know, golf and, and sports in general were, I, I truly believe was in my blood um, yeah. at the, the very early stages. And I, and when I look back at my childhood and my growing years into, even into college, it was always about uh, being in a sporting environment. And it wasn't always about competition. Mm -hmm. It was just about being in that atmosphere. And so yeah. it, it shouldn't surprise me or anybody who knows me um, that I ended up uh, representing the uh, sports uh, environment, uh, golf in particular, and tennis, um, as a as a as a professional, as an educator. 
Nice. Um, so when did you know, because you're in, you're in the hospitality field and, you know, doing great work in the, in the industry, but did you know that that was an avenue? Like when you, when you were playing golf and like, okay, once I get done with the, with the game, um, you know, I don't know if coaching was, was in the thought Thanks. process or, you know, what was, cause I, you know, for me, I was just telling someone the other day, like, dang, like, I wish I, I wish I would have known about. I don't have my undergrad from in hospitality, but I worked mm -hmm. in the industry. But now working with the college, with the Rosen College, and just seeing how much opportunities are there—the internships, the the, right. the faculty, and things like that—did you know that 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 was an avenue that you were going to take beyond this beyond the sport? I'm not sure if I really did know. Um, I think the the my experiences in high school led me to a scholarship in college. And as I was nearing graduation, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to be in sports somehow. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up graduating in May of that year. And I started my master's degree in, in June. Mm -hmm. I, I, I found myself wanting to be in a college atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And at that point, in all honesty, I was trying to weigh the scales on do I try the to become a professional golfer on the tour or do I take another direction and if I would have to go back I'm not sure if I really knew that other direction but I knew that uh, playing on the tour was an option and my parents were supportive of me trying to to gain my card Mm -hmm. But I ended up just feeling so passionate about education that that's where I ended up joining the LPGA teaching and club professional division as it is today. Mm -hmm. And and I'm glad I did. And I was able to play in a tournament in that realm um, under that umbrella. And I found that I, I felt more drive, uh, no pun intended, but I mm -hmm. felt more drive to be in the education environment Okay. Then uh, working on my own game. Now mm -hmm. that doesn't uh, mean to say that that I don't uh, enjoy working on athletic abilities, but mm -hmm. and teaching others the game of golf. But I knew education was the way to go, so I joined the LPGA Teaching and Club Professional Division, and and I still had to prove myself on the course. I had to take the playing ability test, mm -hmm. and I was successful at that the first uh, go around, which. Um, was was an accomplishment and I knew then that that I was cemented in this industry as long as I continued to to work hard and seek further education it wasn't going to just stop with playing the playing ability test now now the hard work was going to begin for me mm -hmm. on the education side so that's why I ended up you know choosing choosing the LPGA uh, teaching and club professional division okay nice so I want to go back to Northern Iowa, uh -huh. in Northern Iowa. And first of all, for everyone listening, Dr. Jill is a Hall of Famer at the <laughs> University of Northern yes. Iowa. Um, yes. And you just don't get that just because you went to the school. I can, I can guarantee you that. So <laughs> you definitely did some great things. But I read that you have the best 18-hole <laughs> score in University of Northern Iowa history. 
Yes. Do you recall that day? Like, what was it like? So, because when you get into a zone and you're, you know, the sports realm and, and sports in general, like right. the, the, the crowd or whoever around you can just disappear and it's just you and the, the, the fairway, you yeah. and whatever hole that you're on, like, what what were some of the challenges that day? Um, because you, you shot the best score on that day. What were some of the challenges yes. you faced that day? And like, what type of zone? Like, what did you eat for breakfast that that morning? <laughs> <laughs> like, what what was going on on that particular day? Now, Cameron, we're we're gonna date myself if I remember those. <laughs> those you don't have to give the you don't have to give the but, date, but what was going yeah, on? There we that go. Day? I, I I I understand exactly where you're going. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I. I have relived those days mm -hmm. and I, I'd like to share, you know, two experiences, one that and, and one, uh, a quick uh, additional one. And it, they all link together mm -hmm. at that time of my college career. I was all in, I, mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, uh, I believe that when you're going to pursue something, you, you go all in. Mm -hmm. And I was working with a sports psychologist on relaxation techniques on mm -hmm. self-talk on, um, visualization mm -hmm. i was watching i was watching that ball launch and i was watching that mm. putt go in and i was actually at a point in my uh visualization techniques that i was actually seeing color wow. and that was um back at the time and in, in in all honesty i'm sure the uh there's been so many advances but for me First, it was more grayscale, and and then I became where I was actually able to see color. I was see seeing that white ball against the green grass, and mm -hmm. that's that was truly amazing for me. And I was able to see that ball go in the hole. But um, I do remember having a, a very relaxed confidence in my game that day. Mm -hmm. Think any athlete out there that is truly passionate about the game that they're playing and the team that they're playing for, mm -hmm. because although golf is a individual sport, I was playing for the University of Northern Iowa. Right. I was playing for the Panthers, right. and um, I was just one of the five, mm -hmm. and I was going to do my part to get our team to the top. Right. And. So that day, it was like I said, it was more of a relaxed confidence. It was. Everything was in sync. I I just went out there and swung the club, but I had tremendous visualization. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I hit a bad shot and, you know, it's all about minimizing the bad shots mm -hmm. and maximizing the recovery. And that mm -hmm. goes back to, you know, facing challenges. And that's where the game of golf and sport in general right. comes into play because we're all going to have it. But how do we minimize how do we minimize it from happening and how do we recover from it? And some, mm -hmm. some challenges are going to take longer than others. But for me on that golf course, that 18 holes, I, I needed to speed up that recovery because there were bad shots. Mm -hmm. but when you recover, you recover and you need to recover quickly if you're going to be able to, to put in a game um, like I did. So it was one of those things that at the end of the day, um, I, I really, it's not that I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it because it was one of those that everything was in sync and I was fortunate to still hold that record. But I did want to add, you know, a, a quick story with that is again, 
being from Iowa, you know, those winters, winters are cold and a lot of snow and, and the off season is very important uh, mm-hmm. for, especially for spring, spring play, because that's mm-hmm. when our championship took place mm-hmm. is in the spring season. And so all winter long, I, I worked with a sports psychologist. I worked on the visualization. I worked on the self-control and my mental health. And I also hit golf balls at the end zone of the Unidome uh, all winter long. And we were going to he- head south that first tournament. And mm-hmm. heading south in from Iowa was Wichita, Kansas, which okay. was still cold. <laughs> and that was our first tournament of that spring. Mm-hmm. And snow was still on the ground in Iowa. And so we had no play outside. We had no hitting golf balls outside, but I'd been hitting all, all winter. Mm-hmm. We went to Wichita for the tournament, our first tournament of the spring. And our practice round was, was canceled because of snow. Mm. And so my first round was on the golf course since the past fall, it was the first day of the tournament. And I ended up winning the tournament. Wow. And, she, and yeah, although wow. it wasn't record-breaking score, it was uh, it was really kind of a an amazing experience because it again and and the lessons that I try to share with the students is that it's all about preparation um, and and things are going to come our way that we are not suspecting it, mm-hmm. but if it if we're prepared to our fullest. We're going to meet the challenges with everything we've got, and mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to be okay um, as as it uh, unfolds. Yeah. So that those two experiences again, the record that's super and fun and and good reflection, but um, more so it it took that team to help me, my coach, my sports psychologist, the trainers. Uh, the facility managers at the university allowing for a golf net to be uh, a part of the end zone when mm-hmm. when there wasn't uh, the the spring track and field in in the Unidome at the time and mm-hmm. so you know it, it it my name might be on the record but but it really was um, a, a team effort uh, with that. Wow, and so and. I guess one of the the big things, like you were saying, like the just the the opportunity meeting the preparation, like you were, regardless of what the circumstances were, snow covered all, like you were yeah. still finding a way to prepare for you know the matches on on whatever given day that you were going to be out there. So that, yeah. but that's a that's a great that's a great story. Um, so I know, so who pushed you towards? join the LGP, uh, LGPA, like, was that, was that just the next step just because you were excelling, um, in the sport? Um, like what, what was that whole process of getting towards the LGPA? The LPGA, um, had an opportunity, you know, they were, they had developed this, this, uh, pathway for, for, uh, young women and, and women in general to pursue golf. Um, but, but on the education side, on the teaching side. And so, you know, I think it was the coach. I think it was different uh, people that were in the golf industry. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think that that's where it, it all began. But, um, you know, as far as the really getting involved, I, I would have to say that 
I was blessed with the honor of being inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, the Athletic Hall of Fame at, at Northern Iowa was, is, was one of my biggest honors. But um, then yeah, I received a call uh, and a notification that um, I was also going to be in, inducted into the UNI Hall of Excellence. And that was that was uh, a, a tribute to what I was doing off the field mm -hmm. and on the education side. So there were so many people in that area um, that that helped me on the education side. Uh, when I was early on at UCF, I was uh, coaching and I really wanted to get my doctorate. And at that time, the LPGA uh, teaching and club professional division, they were pursuing online education as a, as a governing body for women's golf. And mm -hmm. I had the utmost respect for Dr. Betsy Clark. She was the director of education at the time. And, and I also had an uh, amazing supportive uh, doctoral studies advisor, Dr. Higginbotham at, at the uh, UCF College of Education. And she allowed me to 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 link my passion of golf and education with with the headquarters of of women's golf in Daytona, you know, the LPGA. Mm -hmm. And it was of great timing, but that's where it really started to to uh, progress with my uh, involvement with the LPGA because they were looking at um, furthering their their education studies and online education and and the internet was just kind of you know coming mm -hmm. it was it was in but but you know the the governing bodies and the sporting agencies we were still all pretty young with with online education and yeah. and the virtual communities and so it was of great timing but i couldn't have done it without the support of dr higginbotham and dr clark uh with the lpga because both of those uh uh, amazing women allowed for a pathway to open um, for me to merge my two passions of of golf and um, education and it just so happens that I was in the the studies of curriculum um, and instruction with the mm -hmm. development so it it made sense to me but when I look at all of that it's uh, it goes then back to the contribution off the course that uh, with education in combination with with the, I guess, the golf ability that that I was blessed with mm -hmm. uh, to, to create an impact in that area. Okay. Yeah. So with that, that seems that sounds like a lot of mentorship, you know, getting up to that point, um, because I don't know, you know, I, you know, obviously, you know, you were, you know, a great athlete, a great golfer. But sometimes I think you can have all these great abilities and we may have students that have these great abilities, great skills, but just don't know, you know, you know, some of the avenues and ways and opportunities that are out there. So I, I guess that leads into my question of what was some of the, the best advice you received as a college student to kind of propel you through your undergrad, going into your master's, LGPA, you know, what was kind of that wraparound for that? And like, I guess, how did that lead into the hospitality industry? Like, what was that, some of that advice that led you into the hospitality industry from, you know, from, from the sporting realm 
onto what you're doing now? Good question. Um, I think that the advice that I was given was stay involved, get involved. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes when I say it in that order, because I was staying involved in golf and uh, sport in general, but I was presented an opportunity to pursue tennis uh, mm -hmm. with the USTA with our, our uh, certificate that ended up to be. And when I was involved with, with golf, uh, I was meeting people that I knew everybody in the industry of golf probably didn't have the ability that the tour players had. Otherwise, they may have chosen that path. Mm -hmm. And I found that to put on the sporting events and put it on the golf events, it, it took so many different um, expertises. So so then I started to, to uh, engage in conversations and shadow people that were in the marketing side and the communication side and the setup side and the sponsorship side. Mm -hmm. And I think that the industry today and as it was in the past, they're always looking for those young people that have a passion to be in that environment. Mm -hmm. And when, when my students come to me and, and seek advice I think what they're looking for is what was my what was my pathway, my journey? And as your questions, these are great questions, you know, what would I have done different? What what would I tell my younger self? And for sport, a misnomer out there is that you have to be good at that sport to be a professional in that sport. And that that is just not true. I think you have to understand the sport. You have to understand why a person plays the sport mm -hmm. or why a person wants to be a part of a sporting event. Um, and it's the same as in the club industry. If you work in a private club, it's good to try golf. It's good to try tennis and bocce and all of those sporting amenities, just so that you can talk to the members when they're coming in and having a drink or, or, uh, just wanting to get to know you and have a conversation in their environment. Yeah. And so uh, to really understand the sport is, is so important to play. The sport is great to excel at the sport. Not everybody's going to be a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's where I was always encouraged to, to be a part of it. But then I went, of step further and I wanted to expand. And so I wanted to get involved in other aspects, not just in player development or my development on the course, mm -hmm. uh, player development, and then really seek the, the other aspects of, of sporting events. Okay. So within the hospitality industry, like how, like being, how, how many years have you been in the hospitality industry? I joined Rosen college in 2005. Okay, so since 2005, how has the hospitality industry opened your eyes to look at sports in a way that you may have not have seen it, you know, before? <laughs> right, that's a good question, because it, it brings me back to my, uh, all my students know I'm a big Minnesota Vikings fan. Okay. 30, 
32 years of season tickets in our family. Wow. And, and it truly, it, it was, you know, you just, you want to turn back the clock and experience those experiences with mm-hmm. your, your family and friends. Mm-hmm. But uh, we would uh, make a weekend out of it and we would uh, travel two and a half hours North to Minneapolis mm-hmm. and sure, the mall of America is, is where the stadium that uh, I spent a lot of time uh, tailgating Okay. And, uh, you know, we made a, a, a big, you know, it was just experience. And, and so those were the days that uh, sporting event fan experience looked different mm-hmm. because it was different, right. you know, in, in today's advances. And I think, you know, social media and just technology and, and budgets, but, you know, we made our fan experience by tailgating and really feeling the hype. Yeah. Uh, and you know, as the as the winter's near, we were dressed in snowmobile suits because it was an outdoor stadium, yeah. and we were going to miss a game. And uh, but in today's world, uh, the the fan experience has has grown so much that. When I went to the U.S. Open, the tennis Open, it was hard to get into the stadium. Although I was fortunate to experience a hospitality suite, and uh, mm. you know, we were into the tennis education. Um, I was representing Rosen College there, and uh, but the fan experience outside the stadium was amazing. It was music and food and entertainment and yeah. the sporting channels and the the um, commentators and the the experiences for kids to get them involved in tennis in the same way with any sport. And so the, the hospitality side of sporting events has grown tremendously, you know, based on, you know, getting people to the stadium and what are they looking for? Mm -hmm. It's a family friendly environment. They want adult sections, but they want to, to uh, offer, that sport experience to the kids yeah. uh, in a safe manner. And we've got the sponsors are out uh, promoting their gear mm-hmm. and uh, their brand. And so uh, today's world to looking back uh, in the seventies, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you're going to the Minnesota Vikings games, a, a totally different experience. However, it was experience and it was, we were all in back then. I mean, it was total. Yeah. And today you just look at what the stadiums are, are, are doing to, to develop that fan experience and, and from tailgating to then getting in the stadium from the swimming pools to the, to the, um, the sound systems, mm-hmm. to the, the bands, to the mm-hmm. music, the festive atmospheres it's yeah uh, yeah, i mean you know today's hospitality and sporting events is just they they're they're one they're just one yeah and i know a little bit about the purple people eaters (laughs) okay very good very good no my i know my history um and 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 i'm a you know and i'm a dallas cowboy fan Uh uh-huh i'll just put that out there and okay, I, and fun. I know the um the Herschel Walker trade is yeah. what kind of speared the Dallas Cowboy like uh dynasty, if you will. That sure. kind of so I'm I'm familiar with that. But 
Randy Moss, all the yep. Chris Carter, Dante, our very own UCF Dante Culpepper. Absolutely, absolutely. Went to my beloved Vikings. Yeah. So yeah, no, absolutely. So with the and and, and also with the with the sporting like the just the fan experience and getting us as fans closer to the game now. Like you go to the right. sports stadiums and the not it used to be just like the the suites up above the stadium where you could watch down and you just have those yes. like special private um you know suites there but now they have the suites that are that are floor that are ground level now yes. and which I think is such a you know one of my friends just went to an Atlanta Falcons game and I was like well shoot you right behind the bench and the players right. now and I mean just the the level of hospitality that goes into any sporting event like the U.S. Open um you know Masters all that stuff right. is so fan engaged and just like you said, introducing and keeping the sport alive and going to and bringing the level of excitement to a game that probably at once upon a time wasn't so popular. Like I, I know you can imagine how much the sport of golf has grown. Yes. Over from, you know, from the 70s, 80s and 90s into the 2000, like just the just the explosion that happened That's right. within golf. So, I mean, hospitality is just like you said, it is a marriage. Now you can't have one without the other. If you just put on like, a, a, a go to a game and there's nothing there for the fan to do, like it's kind of boring, go. right? Yeah, why go. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so why would the so kind of kind of veering into um, Rosen College and the tennis management certificate? Yes. Like if a student is looking to, because we have students that are, you know, they may be in the interdisciplinary studies area. Um, our own very students can get get the certificates. Why is the tennis management certificate or the managing sporting events certificate um, such a good addition or can be a good ad addition to someone's educational credentials when they once they graduate? Good question. And it again, it's rooted in, in credentialing. Mm -hmm. And I... As I was going through my credentialing, uh, through the uh, first getting a, a, a college degree mm -hmm. and my master's and my doctorate, but also with the industry credentials, the LPGA, uh, being a faculty intern for the Club Managers Association, um, it's all about learning and it's all about experiencing and these two certificates allow students to explore areas that make that fan experience what it is today. Mm -hmm. And for the tennis management certificate, what's amazing is, is the game of tennis is, uh, it's an incredible sport. It's a individual sport. It can be played. I played tennis against my uh, garage door. Mm -hmm. you know, as a kid, um, any wall that I could find, I, I was, I was playing tennis. I, I wasn't a great tennis player, but I was playing tennis. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, tennis has expanded into, uh, other racket sports with, uh, the USTA, uh, with, with, uh, Padel and, and, and pickleball. And, yeah. um, it is, the certificate opens your eyes to that. And so our tennis management, our PTM, if you want to be a tennis pro, there's an avenue to take uh, for becoming a tennis pro. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go through that credentialing process. But if you all, if you want to 
support and be a part of that tennis environment by putting on events and marketing and customer service and guest service, or it could be uh, on the travel side, on the tourism side, on, on the hotel side, the food and beverage side, um, all ages mm-hmm. on, on uh, being a rep for, for some of the companies, just being in the environment. There are so many different areas. I, I have a, a special, special needs is uh, close to my heart. And yeah. so Special Olympics and wheelchair tennis and the sport of tennis is expanded so much and so much uh, opportunity. So the certificate, what that allows the student to do is to to get a good foundation on some of the areas. And then to, it's it's that pathway to to get to know people, professionals that, that are representing the tennis industry. And we're very blessed with the USTA National Campus, mm-hmm. uh, 30 minutes of, of our campus. And mm-hmm. you can find every aspect of hospitality at the USTA campus. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with, with sporting events in general. Yeah. I mean, there are sports that are, that are coming online that, um, you know, that are being developed uh, and in different parts of the country that, you know, in Florida, we might not see all of the winter sports here. We we see some ice hockey inside, but, uh, but you have the different events here uh, from surfing to the traditional events. And then, but what that does is that sporting event certificate allows you to have that credential that, you know, I have worked hard to get that, that credential. Mm -hmm. And, I'm going to take that credential to that next level when I leave UCF. So uh, it's, it's, I think it's very important to have as much education. And if you can package it into a certificate, and I think that that's, that's the, the beauty of what UCF has allowed uh, colleges to do is to package uh, curriculum together yeah. uh, to form a certificate to, to really show the industry that, that that our students are 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 prepared on the educational level uh, to enter their world and are ready to learn from them. Right. Um, because we we can't teach every aspect of tennis or golf or sport in general, mm-hmm. but we can pre- prepare them with with a good foundation, and then the the industry has their own cert- certifications. Tennis mm-hmm. does golf, uh, hockey, th- they all have those certifications to, to pursue. So yeah. Um, that's, yeah, it's, I think it's very important. I think it's very important. Yeah. And I saw uh, pickleball is definitely a sport that's like sure. really kind of catching fire. I saw John McEnroe, Andre uh-huh. Agassi, well, I think last, last spring, they had a event that was on ESPN and it's a crowd yep. there, everything like that. So that's definitely a sport. So, but not not to put you on the spot really quick, but okay. I always, because I'm an academic advisor, right? That's what I do. Yep. And I'll have students that come in and say, hey, Cameron, I look through the catalog and they're looking through an older archive catalog, right? And they'll be like, hey, is the golf management certificate still there? Is that something that is that has the possibility to, you know, coming back or, or where, where, or is that, 
you know, where where is that at right now? Give give us the inside scoop. Okay, all right. I'll I'll be as honest as I can because okay. I use that's 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 what I am all about. Yeah. Um, you know, our golf management was put in place because at one time years ago mm -hmm. we were pursuing the professional golf management degree mm -hmm. and and you know it didn't work out for a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and and there's no sense uh, putting that out there on this podcast, but yeah, okay, gotcha. it, it, but but neither here nor there because we weren't going to uh, end with it, we we weren't an accredited school. Mm -hmm. However, we decided to expand that into the golf and club world because the the club management world. Um, has you know golf and we still you know golf is is all over Florida and the, right. the southeast and so we weren't going to give up uh, just because we didn't have that accreditation they only could uh, have so many schools okay. and um, so it was just one of those things you 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 move on yeah as sport began to develop um, it became clear to us Rosen College to uh, not just concentrate on golf, but to create uh, more of a sports experience. Mm. And that's where the internships come in. And that's where the connections with the faculty come in. Mm -hmm. And so to, to specifically ask, answer your question, do I see golf coming back as a standalone program? At this point, I don't see it, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that a, uh, a connection cannot be made. You, you want to make sure that when you offer something like that, that it is going to be sustainable. Right. And uh, I think that in today's world, uh, students are interested more on the general scope. They're mm -hmm. interested in sport. Now, golf may be it. They may have an upbringing just like I did, and it was golf, golf, golf. Mm -hmm. And uh, through connections, we can create a pathway for them. You know, I've got students that have reached out to me after they graduate, and they'll say, Dr. Felstool, I was sitting in your golf classes, and I never envisioned being a part of the golf industry. Yeah. And now I'm working for the PGA Tour. Wow. And you know, it's, we never know what's going to come forward mm -hmm. and, uh, and present itself. And so I've had students come to me and ask, I want to be a part of uh, juniors, I don't know which direction. And so I sent them um, and created some alignments with some junior tours, and they toured around the country uh, one summer, and became an intern for the the junior golf tour mm -hmm. and got a student that's working for PGA, the headquarters, mm -hmm. seeking students um, as as interns. So mm -hmm. we if you have a passion for golf, uh, that managing sporting events uh, certificate will give you a credential in sport. Uh, but we we have the 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 pathways to pursue. Once those are opened up, the student needs to to pursue that yeah. and and create that alignment. But um, so a roundabout way, I think that golf and some of the other sports there we're 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 putting them all together 
in mm -hmm. the Master Sporting Events because we want, uh, we believe that that the the sport is sport, and it's understanding why people and families and and connections want to be a part of sport, mm -hmm. and if you understand the the why that they want to be involved, you can create the how, yeah. and. If you want to go work for the LPGA or the PGA or the USTA, uh, you can create the how, but you've got to figure out the why. Yeah. And uh, so that's where the curriculum comes in. And so uh, if you have somebody that that is interested in golf, I, can, I, I will talk to them about golf and, yeah. and open some uh, uh, connections for them in mm -hmm. different environments, whether it be at a headquarter or be in a private club uh, setting, mm -hmm. or you know, at at a facility uh, in a in a community. Right. So even though that you know does seem like golf management, but it sounds like the sporting, uh, the managing sporting um, certificate yes. mm -hmm. gives you that opportunity. Because I I haven't met too many athletes. You said it early in the beginning, like you just love to be outdoors. Like I played football, I ran track. I played right. basketball, I played volleyball, stuff like that. And honestly, it doesn't matter to me if I'm in the sport of whatever that may be, like I'm in a happy place. Like I just love being outdoors, love being in the environment, love, you know, the screeches on the court or the yep. the, the, the smell of the grass or, you know, sure. whatever that may be. And having that can not only expose you to something new, you know, that you haven't, but you can always find a way to come back around to, you know, something that, that you love. So if a person really wants to just have golf as their end goal, like, well, maybe you may have to start off at tennis and circle back around and, you know, but it gives you more, it just opens up the door a little bit more to a little bit of everything. Yeah, I totally agree. I, uh, you know, I, I chuckle because, uh, my uh, early connections with the USTA, I said to them, I said, you do know that I'm a member of the LPGA, right? <laughs> and uh, they said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll change that, you yeah. know, <laughs> that they don't want to support that. But they're going to, uh, you know, I said that you know, I was a golfer and they said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get you involved in tennis. Don't you right, worry. And, right. You know, within about a week of that environment, um, I was all in and, and mm -hmm. I I not only was embraced by the professionals of the USTA in mm -hmm. all areas, but what I found was the the happiness. Mm -hmm. And I found their passion for creating an atmosphere for all ages. And uh, they, again, they understood the, the why. why. Why do people want to pursue tennis or golf mm -hmm. uh, or, in your case, football, track? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why are you pursuing it? Is it is it for health? Is it for family? Is mm -hmm. it just to be outside? Mm -hmm. uh, is it the environment in general? It's it's up to us as professionals in in sporting events um, operations and management to create the how. Um, mm -hmm. How are we going to provide that experience for for them? Yeah. Because there's so many opportunities out there, and uh, so for for those students that are looking to 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 really want to create that hospitality that uh that immersion for for their guests and and it's the same holds true when they go into a restaurant or a hotel or a resort mm -hmm. in this case they're coming to that sporting event environment and 
uh, and there's so many different uh, uh, competencies that just transition from one sport to another. And so, you know, if you're great at, at putting together a, a golf event, uh, putting together a tennis event, it's a different sport, different rules, but all the same, mm-hmm. you, as long as you know the why, you, you can create it. You can create it for them. Right. So, and I know you were you talking about different opportunities. So in your experience, what have been some of the opportunities that you've seen provided that, you know, for students, like what are some of the, you know, the venues and, and things like that, that you've, you know, had an opportunity to see students kind of intern or work for yep. as a career? Where, where, where have some of those been? Well, as mentioned, uh, I've had some at the the uh, PGA headquarters mm-hmm. and the junior tours. Um, no coincidence, but I did have a student at the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, <laughs> uh, training. I think I, think, Actually, I, think I knew who that was. <laughs> I think yeah. Uh, I uh, you know it's interesting. He he earned that internship all on his own. Uh, a few years ago, we uh, at Rosen College, we were on a Zoom with the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. uh, through a connection. Uh, not of my own. I was just invited in mm-hmm. uh, because they knew that uh, I bled purple. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they have an amazing uh, internship, a manager and training program type. Uh, you know, all of them, they're, however they are labeled, it's all the same. They, they're they wanting young people mm-hmm. to to come join them for a period of time so that they can develop them. And hopefully they can develop them and 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 stay a Viking, but Mm -hmm. um, they move on to, to wherever else. But um, so, you know, I have uh, a a young person, a student that he had an amazing summer. As far as I'm concerned, he, Mm -hmm. he had an internship out at the USTA. And then that following week, he went up to the Minnesota Vikings and, Mm -hmm. and uh, had uh, a training camp experience. And so, uh, and, and all that he, he did on his own. And, and it's because he, he had that passion and he was part of our curriculum and um, connections that uh, I and, and us at uh, Rosen College has made, um, you know, so that I'm so excited when I hear students have these experiences because in today's world, I think there's more opportunities out there and we know about the opportunities years ago you know our communication channels weren't what they are today mm-hmm. and so it's not that they weren't out there how did how did we know about it mm-hmm. and so uh in today's world we we have the communication channels for you know advertising these these uh these opportunities and so uh, so had those and 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 many more. We've we've had people uh, students that work for UCF athletics and, yeah. and uh, um, you know different professional teams. The NFL when uh, Super Bowl came to Tampa, we had yeah. students uh, working there, and mm-hmm. you know the Olympics. We've we've uh, you know there's just there's so many stories out yeah. there, but. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun, and and I like to hear from from them their experiences because then I can um, help translate that into the next generation of students that are yeah. coming through our doors and and into our classroom. Right. Um, in case they're they're seeking something of the same, um, or maybe something totally different. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Okay, great. Um, so can you, and I know we're cutting close to time, so I'm going to ask these a couple more questions and then get you out of okay. here. Um, sure. Can you tell me more um, about your nonprofit Champions at Play? Yeah. And well, I and I just added that before we got sure, on because I, I found sure, that so absolutely. I to yep, get, yep. get that some exposure there. Yeah, I um as mentioned, I, I have a passion for uh special needs. Um mm -hmm. I have John Michael in my family and and I have always um wanted to support the underdog. Mm -hmm. Wanted to support uh the uh through sport because I believe sport helps uh, young people, um, especially that have challenges, gain confidence, and it creates um, families, family experiences that may uh, not otherwise be possible. And through Champions at Play, um, it's more about the non-competition mm -hmm. uh, for, for special needs. Started the autism group. Um, at UCF and um, we got together with UCF and um, our local card uh, uh, organization and the USTA and created an amazing event um, for all ages on the tennis court mm -hmm. and just talking to the parents realized that um, you know their their young people are are just as deserving for uh, sporting events and activities as anybody else. And so there, when I look at uh, uh, true champions in sport, it's not about that record that I hold at, at UNI. Mm -hmm. It's, it's truly about looking at the families and experiencing it myself with, with John Michael. Mm -hmm. but, uh, they're the true champions and as an educator and as a professional and as a passion um, provider for uh, creating opportunities, um, I want to help facilitate and bring together uh, organizations that, that we can have more, more opportunities just for activity. It's not about competition. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Special Olympics, I've been a part of Special Olympics. I've I've volunteered at Special Olympics. I was mm -hmm. at the USA Games uh, uh, two summers ago. Yeah, this is more about the true champions are the ones that that get up every day and are supported by their family, and let's get them out and experience sport, uh, mm -hmm. whether it be on a bicycle, uh, in the swimming pool, um, on the tennis court. Mm -hmm. I uh, early on. I had this passion and I received a grant uh, from the Tony Jennings um, network here on, on uh, the UCF campus. And I mm -hmm. created a, a golf event and it was a clinic and it was for uh, special needs mm -hmm. on one end and the gifted on the other. Mm -hmm. And I brought them all together, realized that, uh, Social interaction is important for some and just getting out and experiencing the other. And, and I used my monies from the grant. Mm -hmm. No one was paid, of course. And we, uh, I ended up uh, getting with Wilson Sports mm -hmm. and provided every golfer with a full bag of brand new clubs. Wow. But they were presented uh, for use 
at our at my clinic. Everybody was volunteer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to roll the red carpet out for them yeah. because uh, so often sport gets into competition and winning, and uh, we need more opportunities for for our special uh, young people and adults. Yeah. And so I, uh, through connections with Wilson. Uh, they had the experience of brand new clubs and one-on-one and social and truly tear jerking and uh, um, smiles and just seeing the experiences. And so um, I do all I can. I do it even as of today, Mm -hmm. Um, do the best I can to tell their story um, through champions at play or whatever. And, and we are continuing on with the tennis on mm-hmm. the main campus and getting families together on on Saturday mornings mm-hmm. and just getting out and the parents are in or guardians are in the stands and the the kids are are out on the tennis court for uh, for an hour and and it may be the best hour that they have during the day. Yeah. I parents tell me that they go to bed with their tennis racket uh, nice. with them they look forward to that uh, each week. And so that's why we do what we do. Yeah, nice. That's beautiful. I mean, sports is just such a, a great um, unifier, um, a connector. Like, a connector. like there, I mean, there's there's nothing out there, probably anything beyond, you know, how music makes you yeah. feel and uni- uh, music is, a, is another unifier as well, a connector um, across everything um and i think sports is is right there um with that so that that's beautiful to hear about champions at play um so are there any and this is my last question sure. and then we'll go into like some quick hitters that i have called pineapple chunk so okay we'll do that really quick um so are there any new or current opportunities for rose and college students that they can inquire about or um are are, are still the standards the usta things of that nature still available for students um, as of right now? Well, yeah, good question. You know, it's this is an evolving field as well, and opportunities, they'll come, and those opportunities will be filled, and then mm-hmm. something else will come our way. And so as I get the opportunities um, as, a, as a person that the industry reaches out to in different areas, then I send it to our hub uh, to let you know, students um, see those those experiences. So we do have, of course, the USTA right there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so close to campus and stuff. Um, and, you know, being a part of a certificate does give that 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 edge. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's important. But, uh, you know, it's hard to say, you know, which opportunities are available right now. I wouldn't want to speak out of turn, but they're always coming um, to us. But but the message that I would give more than anything is that um, each of the industries will classify their opportunities in a different way. It may not be classified as an internship, a professional internship. It may be a part time um, opportunity. Uh, so, so I share with students, do not get hung up on a title mm-hmm. because it is just getting in the door with that organization. Mm-hmm. It may be just uh, as simple as go out and, and volunteer. That volunteer experience 
oftentimes will end up in some type of a relationship building um, conversation that the next thing they know, they are in line for either a part-time or a full-time or a summertime or even an internship. And so um, it's really, if, if you're wanting to be part of sport, there, there are opportunities, but sometimes they might not be classified as that traditional advertisements that promotion you 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 know you just have to inquire and and if there doesn't seem to be an opportunity out there right now there are volunteer opportunities yeah in yeah. any event out there events cannot take place without volunteers yeah regardless of regardless of of sport or population right. or setting right and so uh organizations very much look at the volunteers as the people that they want to be a part of have yeah. part of their organization so yeah. um to say there's one that that i know of right now it's just you know that there's always going to be those opportunities right there's and, something there's something there um you know yeah. like you said going onto the hub and and things of yes. that nature just taking like you said taking opportunities um you know as they come um, yep for sure so yeah um so this section of the podcast and this is the last thing and i'll give you some right. last parting words it's called pineapple chunk so okay. these are just more so short like yes or no one okay. of the other type of questions yep. um so just a fun section of the podcast that i like sure. to do um so okay. we'll start off so the masters are the u.s open the masters the masters Okay, watching a sporting event from home or at a stadium or venue? At home at this point. At home, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So when, what's the what's the last? Uh, I'll go. I'll veer off like like I often do. What's the last out like sporting event that you went to? Like whether you tailgated, but you just you just happy to be there. Uh, a golf tournament. I I went. Yeah, to my nephew is a college player. Okay, and uh, so. Uh, was able to to watch him at, at the national championship. Oh, not, oh, so he was at national yeah. champ. So it, well, it, we got to keep the the family absolutely family going. Yeah, one Hall of Famer to another one. There you coming go. Down the pipe. Okay, you bet. Have you been to the Masters before? I have. You have. Oh my god. Yes. What an experience. Okay, I won't. It I won't was. veer off because <laughs> I want to okay. ask questions about that, but I won't veer off. Okay. Okay. So the 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 best sport is dot dot dot. Oh boy. Well, we're in football season, so, so it's okay. football. Yeah, well, okay. baseball too. But my my twins lost, so oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, so we'll 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 talk football. Football, okay. Yep. Um. All right. So road trip or plane? Well, I'm an RVer, so road trip. And I saw that, and I and I and you and I saw the uh, sustainability um in tourism research yep. that you did. Uh -huh. Okay, so I I see how that may have came about there <laughs> um okay um resort or airbnb well when when i would have a choice it would be a resort resort okay <laughs> dine in or takeout takeout tv or book tv college sports or professional sports well sundays it's it's all about the vikings that's true but, uh, you know, that one's a hard one because it would be both because uh, Saturdays are college football and, and Sundays yeah. are 
for pro football. Yeah, I mean, we're we're in the full swing. It's sports almost <laughs> we every are in single full swing. sports every single day. So, Doctor um, Jill, thank you so much uh, for joining the Pineapple Podcast. This was I, I enjoyed all the stories, <laughs> um, just hearing about how you came um, through the industry and everything that you've done um, for the Rosen College. So, thank you for your contributions here at the Rosen College. Thank you for your contributions at University of Northern Iowa, to the LGBTQA, to to tennis, um, to everything that you've done, to champions at play. Like you have a great story, and I know you're going to continue to build on that. So thank you so much for for joining. Well, thank you for having me, and and the invitation. Uh, it was was such a blessing, and I appreciate it. And it's always fun to to uh to share stories because that's the business we're in is is relationship building so i appreciate you allowing me to tell my story absolutely and one one last favorite so i have you on and i this is my new thing i'm starting so i have you on the pineapple podcast and so please put the word out for the next okay. faculty member um whoever you may talk to like hey you know what you should reach out to Cameron okay. I'll, I'll have him to reach out we'll to do. you and we'll kind of keep this thing going because again um Super. a lot a lot of it is for the students the faculty but you know our main thing is we're in higher education so our students yep. um you know definitely love to hear these stories and we just want to keep them informed keep them engaged um keep the relationship and the rapport uh, for the great work that you do in the classroom um with your students and just Allowing them to hear the story, I think, is a, a great thing. And like you said, relationship building is everything. So, um, again, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Everyone, thank you for listening. Until next time, thank you. I would like to thank Dr. Felsel again for joining the Pineapple Podcast. We had a great conversation. Hope you all enjoyed that. We will be back again very soon with another great episode. As always, just like the intro says, I just want you to know that you are very special. Until next time.